0: Darkness is heavy, some of us carry more than others. This is The Walking Dead Recap. See, when it comes to me, it's just a matter of time before you make the same call.
1: My God, ah, no!
0: With Ben Rayside and Ethan Wenslow.
1: Doing this all wrong, survived everything for what? Keep fighting and killing each other? I give you Mr. Lance Hornsby. If you want to survive, you got to fight for
0: it. We are The Walking Dead. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. And The Walking Dead is back. Season 11 is back for part two of three of the season finale of this show that has spanned pretty much the last 12 years. And we're back right in the middle of it from the big cliffhanger from last uh pretty much last year's episode for blood and we get into it here in episode 9 of season 11 called no other way this one clocks in at i think 40 54 minutes and it's a hefty one man there's a lot that goes through it and so uh we are going to be breaking it down by we meaning me benjamin rayside and me ethan wenceloff yeah, we're going to be talking full in-depth spoilers about this episode of The Walking Dead that premiered on AMC Plus yesterday. So we're going to be talking in depth about this show that we have, uh, that I have just recently gotten myself into it. Uh, last year during the spring and summer months, I binged the whole series and got to experience season eleven uh, basically during prime time. For the first time i was ne- I never watched it, and uh I know you have a different experience, Ethan, but um i uh I mean this show is <laughs> it's it's never lost its luster for me
1: yes welcome to the party of waiting every week ben it's <laughs> uh it, it definitely is more rewarding this way
0: that is true because not, in in a way you're able to appreciate it more and that's exactly what this episode gave us because it totally gave us a lot uh just a little plug here we are doing uh walking dead reviews for the next coming week we're going to be covering all of the final season on uh, apple podcasts at multiverse monologues on youtube multiverse monologues and on spotify so give us a follow if you're on spotify and subscribe to the youtube channel because we're going to be going in depth and we're going to attempt to cover each and every episode uh, as early as we can, because uh, we love The Walking Dead, and uh, we really want to get this out there for uh, people who might be might be waiting a little bit longer for uh, more of the main podcasters to get into this business, because you have said yourself, after watching an episode you really want to talk about it, you know?
1: Yes, and I want to listen to other people talk about it, but there's really, there's a select few YouTubers out there that review the episode the night of, and really watch it when the AMC Plus drops it, and the rest of everybody watches it when the cable premiere happens. So, I don't know. I'm not trying to wait a whole week for the cable losers to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> if you have AMC Plus, it's your lucky day when the Episodes drop on AMC+. Plus. We're going to be reviewing them here.
0: Exactly. So let's just get into it because there's a lot I have to say about this episode that really just gets you totally invested in what is to come because I'm not going to lie, just a precursor for this, season 11 has been pretty good, but this I think is the best episode so far,
1: yes. in my yes. opinion. No, I agree too, just because... You get great forward motion, you get great banter between characters, great character development, great plot developments happening all in this episode. And so let's jump right in. The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 9, No Other Way. Here on Multiverse Monologues, we like to start off with the general reception to these episodes. So the IMDb score for this episode is a 9.5, which is very, very impressive.
0: As of today?
1: As of today, yes. Wow. The episodes do always drop when the cable release goes out, so I oh really sure yes because more people watch it that's true okay more people yep. review it at that point yep so I'm sure it'll drop but never have I seen it go f- lose like four ish points so I'm sure it'll stay around hovering in the nine area nice so it's gonna be a pretty pretty good mid season kickoff or I guess third mid season who knows how what would you call this. The second, the start of the second part of three.
0: Well, this has never really been done before. You know, they haven't like released it like this. Like they're really going like, especially this next set of eight is really gonna set. It, it has the job of setting up the finale. It's yes. like a, it's basically they're ending it in movie terms in a trilogy form. You know, yes. starting it off with the first movie. Second movie has the task of bringing everything together and setting up what is to be the finale and well we've got our predictions on that too <laughs> so
1: and since we're on the talk of a finale today actually all the actors and uh producers received the scripts for the finale
0: so they it has not filmed yet It has
1: not filmed yet
0: really yes so whoa has it there did. been any comments about it, or is it just they received them?
1: They received it, and uh, I saw a picture of one of the staff members that said at the end of the script, it normally says end of episode, but this one said end of series. Wow. So that's that's a pretty big moment and really sad day if you think about it. This monumental series, which some at some point of the run would consider to be one of the greatest shows on television, end of all time, and it's unfortunate that it doesn't get that same reception anymore. But I'm, I'm definitely along for the ride of the final season.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right, and then the Rotten Tomato score is, of course, a hundred percent.
0: it's it really? Wow. Yes. There's no surprise there. This episode was fantastic.
1: Yes. So this episode starts with a previously on and basically gives us a rundown on how episode eight ended. We have Maggie and Daryl's group at Meridian being shot at by the Reapers with the Huacha, the big fancy firework arrow machine. And then we have the rest of our group in Alexandria as they're trying to recover from a bad storm. They also have fires and walkers have invaded Alexandria. So this episode begins with the Huacha going off and we get to see how this Machine works in action. First shot, is it impales a walker. We get to see a real nice explosion. And then, in the midst of all this action, we see Maggie running through the horde of walkers in a very Warzone-esque scenario. She finds a storage container, hides in it, and then seconds later, a much larger reaper comes and also hides there. And then they get in a uh, good old fight, and Maggie... Man, Maggie is uh, really impressive here. Taking down this massive dude. She
0: carries this episode. Yes. For so many reasons other than the fact that, like, she's just totally, like, the character that we've grown to know since the farm. Imagine how much this, like, look at how much this character has evolved to now being where she's at. And really, I mean, you can count Daryl pretty much as the true leader right now, but she's totally the voice of reason and... I'm behind her all the way. There's been a lot of tension between her and Negan. And it comes to a head in this episode. Yes. But it does. She totally carries this episode for reasons we, we, we will discuss.
1: Yes. Yeah, so after Maggie defeats the Reaper, she retreats into Meridian, where she meets up with Elijah and Negan. Elijah and Elijah has a bad wound, and they make their way to the infirmary and proceed to hide in a secret closet behind a shelf as the Reapers look for them. And then right here we get good old Maggie-Negan banter for the first time this year. Negan wants to leave, of course, and Maggie wants to find Gabriel and Daryl. Through the cracks of the secret door, they see Carver as he's talking to Leah. And Leah says, make sure no one gets out alive. Maggie and Negan exchange glances, and then boom we get our Walking Dead theme for the first time this year.
0: So epic, man. Here the theme, I, it never got old, and I don't really think I ever skipped it when I was binging it, just because of how good it is. And Bear McCreary, who does the music for this, absolutely phenomenal. His music gets better over time, but there are some themes during this show that just stay with you. A Return to Compassion is a really famous one. All Going all the way back to, I'm pretty sure, Season 1, and it it, like it's one of the best themes but the score in this episode as well and I'll talk about when that really hits hard was absolutely phenomenal it's something I I found lacking with the first set of eight episodes Mm. and so and something I noticed in this that the score was not only done by Bear McCreary Mm. it was also done by I'm, I'm blanking on the name right now but someone else is helping him with the music. Okay. So he's going to help he's going to finish off but bringing in some a new blood and some new themes definitely a good thing,
1: especially for the final stretch of the show. Absolutely. You want that you want that score to hit hard yes. going into these these last couple episodes.
0: It does man. And this episode is so good.
1: All right, so we cut back to the action in Alexandria where we first see Rosita, Lydia and Diane in the stairway fighting off dozens and dozens of walkers this is a crazy amount of walkers that are in alexandria right now and then we cut to the basement where we pick up where we left off last year with gracie and judith stuck in this basement as it floods they look around the basement to see what else they can use to barricade the door but it's too late the walkers have broken in.
0: Dude, did you think like when I was watching this, I normally I really don't get this way because when I'm watching The Walking Dead, I am i don't really fear for characters like I used to. Mm-hmm. You know, they've really reached a point where if you kill off someone, it's going to be not that it wasn't a major impact back in the day, but this is like huge for now, the show, especially, especially
1: with Rick gone. Yes. This is like your core group. It feels like each character is so important to the story now. It's like you can't see how the show can manage without them.
0: So I could have seen um, Judith's was it Gracie? Gracie. Gracie. Yeah. I could have seen Gracie get killed. Yes, but, I totally could have. But while you're watching that, you're sitting there, you're thinking, "Oh, I, I literally sat up in my seat and I was like, okay, they're in legit danger right now. I don't see how they can get out of this. And of course, I mean, what happens later, which is epic, but – I was, I legitimately, I felt fear. It was a great way of building tension.
1: And it's just a fantastic set piece, if you ask me. This flooding basement with these two children stuck. It's just so good.
0: Did you watch the uh, ending on how they filmed that?
1: I didn't watch all of it, no.
0: Go take a look at it, because the, you know they usually do the whole thing with Angela Kang, and she talks about the whole thing, but I forget if she said that they did it, they did it in a boat or something like that they they did something wacky in there to make it safe for the actors which i actually i really appreciate that but the way that they built the set is insane go take a look at that okay, afterwards because that's really really sick but it was safe and the water was warm and but you couldn't tell that they were having a good time because totally again judith totally carries how strong she is as what 12 years old
1: yes she she's a beast man they does they've done so well with her character all right and then the scene cuts to the other group outside which we actually didn't get to see in episode eight so for the first time we've seen this group outside of the house at Alexandria. we see jerry aaron connie kelly magna and carol they create a plan to locate the breach and keep the windmill from uh burning and putting a hole in the fence or falling over essentially Mm. And we, Aaron hears a whistle, and it's Gracie's emergency signal. The action cuts back to Meridian, where we see Gabriel for the first time this episode. He runs across a courtyard as the Reaper has him in his sights, and then we hear running. And we see our man Daryl Dixon Dude. for the first time. Let's go. I, I really love how they did this episode, because each individual character they showed, you get excited to see. You're like... They start off with Maggie. You're like, oh, yo, Maggie. Then you see Negan and Elijah. And they just keep going off that. And you get to see really, essentially, all the characters still in the show right now. And the only main characters we don't really see are the, the ones in the Commonwealth. But we do we do see Eugene later. But
0: Pretty insane, too, yes. I might add. I thought they were going to have scenes of them like they did in the first chunk of episodes. Kind of like it was back and forth it was Mm -hmm. it would tell the story here and then it would jump to the commonwealth i don't know if i was the biggest fan of that way of telling the story Mm -hmm. but i'm glad that this was solely focused on the alexandrian group right now yes it definitely helped and it really set things up with a clear path forward for everyone Mm -hmm. involved which is what i really really liked and i missed that in the first chunk of episodes
1: Yes. It, it feels like they have a direction and especially with the ending of this episode, they're going somewhere with this. Oh, yeah. So, I'm really excited to see. So, yeah, Daryl jumps at the Reaper and they proceed to fight. And this action sequence is actually, I think it's pretty, done pretty well. And, and I mean, I don't think there's any cooler character in The Walking Dead than when Daryl dual wields his knives. He just, I mean, obviously you got Rick Grimes, but when Daryl dual wields these knives, he just looks so cool.
0: He has one of those poses where you put him in a silhouette, you know exactly who it is. You have Rick with the gun, obviously, it's always in the intro, and you know exactly who that is. You have Daryl Dixon with the knives, you silhouette that, that's how you know it's iconic, when you can silhouette a character and you still know who they are based on their pose. He's got those two big knives, man. He looks so cool.
1: Yeah, he, he really does. Those knives are awesome. I actually looked into buying some. <laughs> um, they're, they're too expensive. No way. All right, yeah, so you got Daryl dual-wielding his knives, and you have this Reaper he's fighting with the machete. You get some good old sword action right here. And Daryl, of course, comes up on top, stabbing the Reaper and choking him out. As Leah and another Reaper enter the room, and Daryl hides behind a chalkboard to evade them. Daryl being real elusive here like seeing him do this. Then we resume action in the flooding basement where Gracie and Judith are stuck on the platform in the middle of the basement as walkers come down the stairs. Judith takes out a few walkers with her katana and then drops it. I was like, oh, no. When she dropped that, I was so – that's when I really started to get nervous.
0: Does she get that back? Do we ever see her with that at the end of the episode?
1: You see him at the end cleaning up. Totally, she swam back into that pool and, and grabbed her katana. No way she wouldn't. That's yeah, not the right. ending of her katana. No, I, I hope not. I, to, at least I hope not. I think it was just to emphasize how they were in danger in the scene.
0: No, the theories. Oh, I I shouldn't say it. We're too. I'm 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 getting ahead of myself.
1: So yeah, the walkers slowly swim towards them and reach at their legs. Then Aaron shows up, jumps through the window with a flying <laughs> Falco punch with his mace hand. Ah, oh, dude.
0: I will say. It looked cool, but there was a point where I was like, "He was like looking under there," and then they cut to him totally underneath it, just going. To, it reminded me of Daredevil's punch to Kingpin in the end of the first season, dude. The slow mo coming down, boom, with the epic mace that he's got
1: on his hand. One of the coolest Walking Dead weapons ever. <laughs> it, it is so good. You, <laughs> he has no arm, but man, that mace is just great. And then you see Aaron wrestle a walker as it drags him underwater. And then of course he rises victorious. But I mean this scene... It was pretty- I totally
0: thought we could have seen the end of him, man. I
1: did too. Which is crazy that they're doing this again. They're making you scared for these characters that we've just... We've had, we've had Aaron since season 5. So it's crazy that it's just bringing real stakes back.
0: Well, you can feel it in this episode because of what's coming up. Like... Th- there there are pretty big moments coming down here and i think it's that is only going to continue throughout this series and the, especially these next eight episodes that the stakes are gonna be raised a little bit and we're gonna see a lot of death not that we haven't but we gotta remember folks this is the end mm-hmm. so this episode did a lot to trim the fat
1: i would say yes really just set the stakes for this the final 16th Alright, so he beats the walker and then he lifts Gracie and Judith out of the window well. As more walkers come down the basement, walkers storm down, breaking the railings, falling into the basement, and one by one we see their heads pop up out of the water. And this this is when this set piece just takes full form. This is such a good sequence right here.
0: So here's something I really like that the show has done and is still doing. It is the process of making the walkers look like they've been in this universe for how long has it been nine ten years
1: uh hard to say i
0: however old judith is pretty much yes you'd have to say so probably 10 or 12 years something around there but it it it, these walkers don't look like how they used to when it started off they really looked like they were just humans but you would totally think the zombie skin would age and fall off and they practically look like skeletons at this point Skeletons with a layer of skin.
1: Yes, skin that falls off so easily.
0: And I just, I like that attention to detail. And it's it got me feeling like, you know, the show does not have the fan base it does, as it used to. But it totally still has the care and attention to detail as if it was the first season. They still, to- like the creators still see this as their vision, and it's just it looks absolutely phenomenal. Those, those zombies are, I shouldn't say zombies. It sounds like, a, I like, I don't like saying zombies when I refer to the walkers. Sometimes I do. But I really like what they, that they don't say walkers. Zombies, zombies yeah. In the show. It puts,
1: them in, it puts them in their own universe. Exactly. And it really just separates it from every other part of the zombie genre. And yeah, Greg Nicotero, who does all the, the zombie work and has done from the start. Just shout out to him. He's, he does so well. And they really, even with the opening title, you see it decay over the seasons. Mm. It just gets more and more decayed. Yes! And th- just that attention to detail, not only that and walkers, it's just done so well.
0: That Rick moment in in the intro, it's, it still gives me hope, man. It still gives me
1: hope. You see him on that bridge every episode.
0: Every episode, you're reminded of his sacrifice.
1: We'll see him back.
0: We got it. Andrew's back in the U.S., so... <laughs>
1: All right, so. <laughs> so action resumes with Gabriel as he runs through Meridian, and he comes across the priest. That he—that's <laughs> my ESPN <laughs> going off. My bad, folks. <laughs> yeah, he comes across the priest that he interacted with in the sem- or he saw in the cemetery. Yes. last season. And
0: didn't he interact with him? He didn't. He did. It. Oh yeah, no, he just the, saw
1: him and looked. The priest, I believe, the priest is blind. Was he blind? I think he was. In this last episode, I'm not sure. Why did I – I feel – I thought he was blind in the cemetery scene, but he didn't seem blind in this I episode. think he
0: was just talking to God because yes. that's what he did. I remember now because he looked at him, and it was just him observing, oh, my gosh, this guy is legit talking to God, and that's where he's been. Yes. For, what, for whatever reason, they're trying to tell this story of Gabriel and his faith mm-hmm. and how this is really affecting him because when you meet him – Back in season four, five, five, he totally is a man of faith, but he's scarred. Mm-hmm. And so as the season goes on, his faith starts to dwindle. And you see it come to a head in this episode. And the priest asks him, can you even hear God anymore?
1: Yes. And I actually have this whole dialogue written down. So... I
0: shouldn't even be talking right yeah, now. Yeah, I got you... it. So the priest says, <laughs> <What a guy.
1: sighs> he told me I had nothing to fear, Gabriel. You hear him i do and he tells you to defend these people his hand guides my every step these are monsters who slaughter entire towns without provocation massacre children and you pray for them how can god speak for you my role is not to question i listen and serve just following orders ha where have i heard that before true faith requires doubt and i have mine violence is not the path i take but blood has been spilled in god's name for centuries and his will is unknown to us. All I can do is trust him. God wouldn't allow you to murder my friends. And neither will I. Move aside. The other priest puts his knife back in his belt. And says. You don't hear him anymore? Do you? Gabriel. My flock is not worth. or No shoot. My flock is worth saving. Is that your choice? Or his? Mm. Do you even know anymore? Or do you even listen anymore? Listen, he's here with us right now, asking you to hear him again. Will you? Gabriel thinks for a moment about all the priest has said to him. Then he plunges his machete into the priest's chest. The priest's body thuds in the ground and Gabriel says, I don't believe that. What do you have to say? The
0: first of two offers that are made to coexist. Mm -hmm. The second time it happens is later in the episode, but it's weird that both of the times it is Gabriel to make the call on whether or not to coexist Because you know he's listening on the the second moment, yes, but it's it like it's because of this decision that they make it out of life because of Gabriel, and that is where it comes to a head. Gabriel chooses the his group and his family over. And is this guy right? Can he speak with? Can he speak to God? I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure he can. In in the show, yes. For what they were going for, mm-hmm. the message that they were going for was that he totally could. And Gabriel chose his flock because they were worth saving.
1: If the what the priest was saying, he made some good points. He says, "Violence is not the path I take," but blood has been spilled in God's name for centuries. And I mean, if you've read the Bible, the whole Old Testament. So much blood is spilt in that. So this this guy is, is clearly challenging Gabriel's faith right now.
0: As it has been for a, a while. Yes. Like, that's pretty much Gabriel's whole character, but I think it's at an end right now. Yes,
1: it's closer to an end than I've seen it in a while.
0: Like, this is a Gabriel who, he may keep his faith in a way, yes. but I don't think it's going to be a major point for the rest of the series going
1: forward. And I think upon rewatch, his arc will be wherever they take him in the end. His arc will be especially fun to watch, just to track his faith and his belief throughout the seasons.
0: Just as a character, yes. W- do you like Gabriel? So, end of At season point, ten,
1: he was trapped as a whisper surrounded the building, and I honestly did not care if he died. Hmm. But in recent light. I do care for this character a little more than I have.
0: I agree. A little more. I still don't think he is a character that is, like, on my top priority. Yeah,
1: like, definitely not.
0: Staying alive. I, w- I Like, if they killed him, they'd have to make it really emotional mm-hmm. and bring Rosita in somehow to make me feel something. Yes. That's what they would have to do.
1: And, I mean, I definitely find his arc meaningful just from a religious standpoint. Just tracking... Yes. Absolutely. His faith and his personal struggle with that. And I'm really interested to see where they ultimately take him. Alright, so we resume action with Maggie as she's chased by Carver. She pretends to be stuck at the end of a hallway, but then Negan and Elijah come out of the doors. Carver's trapped. The three of them duke it out and Carver kicks their butts. Negan goes into a room, finds a bell and some sand. Walks over to Carver, throws the sand in his face, nails him in the head with the bell. Well ding ding (laughs) ding ding totally negan line definitely
0: angela mrs kang made a huge deal about that she was very
1: excited about this bell
0: (laughs) we've never used a bell as a weapon before and i'm pretty sure that's true um that scene was epic come on (laughs) carver has been annoying ever since they've introduced him by design that's his character he is the one who foils the heroes. And I'm, I'm glad to see the Reaper's story come to a head here in all shapes and sizes mm-hmm. in this
1: episode. Yes. And so, yeah, Elijah asks Maggie to kill Carver, but then Daryl shows up and convinces them that they should decide to keep him alive as a hostage.
0: Which is, I don't know. I was kind of frustrated they didn't kill him. I feel like even as a hostage, they would have had some other plan. Mm-hmm. Which it turns out they did, Um, but I don't know. I feel like they should have killed him even then. But I like that Daryl's making the call and he's, no, we'll keep him alive. It definitely makes sense, I feel like. I feel like it could have gone either way, though.
1: Upon rewatch, so I watched this episode twice, they really seed the Maggie-Daryl relationship throughout this whole episode. So when you have that reveal at the end, it is not surprising at all. And it's those, huge those two characters ended up on opposite sides it's mm-hmm. shocking but they definitely planted the seeds in this episode for it we cut back to alexandria with rosetta diane and lydia on the stairway lydia jumps up the window to go to the basement and then in the basement we could see aaron spider-man crawling across the ceiling on a pipe dude <laughs> holy crap i forgot about
0: that dude that was insane that plumbing needs work, man. Although probably hasn't had What much kind of work. pipe do you think that is? Uh, Looked like uh, four-inch uh, galvanized steel.
1: Oh, yeah. I think so. Probably.
0: Oh, uh, black, probably. Black, yeah, not galvanized. Galvanized is silver. Whoops, I'd be stoned to death. But yeah, so I <laughs> think his plaid was that platform
1: in the middle. You have that pipe. You see Judith and Gracie highlight the pipe earlier in the episode. So it only makes sense that it comes into play now. I think he's trying to crawl the pipe over to the window. Mm-hmm. but then uh-oh <laughs> the pipe can't handle the weight of a full-grown man breaks in half and impressively he hangs on somehow but this is a scary sequence for our man Aaron do you think he'll make it out of this show i would love to see him make it out of the show i just i've grown to love him he's my know, he's one of my favorite characters currently on the show
0: mine too does he make it out of the comics run
1: do you know if he
0: dies or survives?
1: I'm not sure. I've read the first two books of the comics, so that this is, I'm just as excited as you. I'm I'm going wow. in blind to this this final stretch. That's kind of how I want it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the, they've really
0: like they've had their separations from the comic book, but it's still nice to go in with nothing. Because obviously they're doing the Commonwealth, and that's how the comic ends. So who knows where they'll take
1: it this time? Rick's not here yes so but hopefully he'll be back indeed (laughs) so yeah the pipe breaks but thankfully lydia is there with a rope and helps drag our boy Aaron out so our group and the reapers meet up in the courtyard and our group tells the reapers to let them go and they'll release carver when they are far enough away and then we get the iconic daryl quote from the trailer we're doing this all wrong we survive everything for what to keep fighting and killing each other I'm giving you a chance to save what's left of your family and what's left of mine. Leah reveals that they have Jensen, a sniper on the rooftop and he makes, and she makes them release Carver. Elijah limps over to Carver, wanting to kill him, but faints due to how weak he is. (laughs) I was like, Oh, what are you doing? Elijah? Holy cow. And he just topples over (laughs) like, Holy Carver goes over to kick him. And then a shot in the leg. Leah screams into her walkie talkie Jensen no Jensen here call me Gabriel this was so hype
0: including a moment coming up but I'm telling you this was especially because of the music that I highlighted before totally epic and genuinely a surprise I did not see this coming whatsoever and it is the most epic thing because The whole throughout the first chunk of episodes, it's really a struggle for these characters. And I guess it's just nice to see these guys get a win Mm -hmm. and to have control of the situation. Because now they totally do. He's got the sniper. Those guys are dead. Dead to rights. And then they make him the offer.
1: Yes. So it looks like based on this, there's only four Reapers left. And we're not sure how many there were to start with. I'm not sure how many popes said they had in last year's episode, but these, the Reapers are definitely a group that definitely were way more menacing before we learn more about them. Their first appearance mm. on that road, when you have all the bodies strung up across the road, yeah. and you see them walking down the street and, with their masks on, you have no idea what these guys are doing. But no, the more you learn about them, they're really not as menacing as we once thought they were. Really just be. another group trying to survive. Yes. A group that just cares about family. Family. Yeah, so Daryl agrees to let them leave and Maggie's not sure what to do and she looks at Negan, which I was very surprised by. You know what I think? Yes. She she asks him, "What do you think?" and he says, "You know what I think." She said she she uh, she says they can go, but they have to leave Carver. Leah and the two remaining Reapers walk away and Maggie has second thoughts. She reaches for the gun that Daryl handed her earlier in the scene. As Negan watches, she guns down two of the Reapers. Leah escapes and Daryl chases after her. Then Maggie comes back, kills Carver as Negan watches.
0: With the scythe, dude. Yes. Holy crap. Maybe it's just because I've been watching the book of boba fett recently and we've been breaking down disney shows i just i couldn't remember how brutal the walking dead was this was such a nice like i was so happy about this because like i said it's really trimming the fat reapers are done we're done with this we are telling a new story and maggie went absolute ham and took down both of those guys i even thought she killed leah too I thought she was going I mean, she's not going to be a major player anymore either. 100%. percent well, see, they kept her alive. But then she goes back and she shoots him, shot of bullets, and then she takes it and boom. And you know Negan is shaking in his boots. <laughs> Dude, this was so epic.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I it,
0: audibly it, gasped in my
1: seat at home. Oh, man. Maggie is – Maggie really has – a crazy journey on this show one of the best arcs of the whole show
0: i do wish we n- kind of knew more about her time before this yes for this to hit harder yes her you know period
1: uh, for the rest of nine and ten that we didn't get to see her
0: right because you see the there's a lot of this is this is four and there's a lot of references to the group that they had before but we don't really know much about that group other than they were together and they were very important to each other, obviously. But I wish we knew more. I yeah. feel like this would have hit harder. Still hit pretty hard, though.
1: Yes, it did. And it really makes you think how how the show went for basically two full seasons after Rick and Maggie left. Because right now, Maggie is the face of this show. She's carrying it on her back.
0: Absolutely. And, I mean... You could say Michonne was there. Yes, that's she right. She was there for quite a bit, and then she took off. There's some dark periods, man, in The Walking Dead.
1: But no, it's definitely awesome to have Maggie back and awesome to see her taking the lead here. So Daryl catches up with Leah. This is not what I wanted. You could have had a second chance. We both could have. Go. Before I changed my mind. So yeah, we got Leah out here in the wilderness, doing whatever. And I'm really wondering if she'll come into play any time during the six-month time jump.
0: I think a lot of characters are going to come into play during that six-month time jump because that's big.
1: That's huge, yeah.
0: To, I mean, we'll talk about it when we get there, but to have the faction change that happens, some major crap needs to go down for this to all work out where it leaves us. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised by that decision that they made that this, this is the end game.
1: This is the end. We're in the end game now of the walking dead. <laughs> so yeah, the group's mission is successful. We see them with a, uh, a, a horse and buggy packing it up full of food. Their mission is successful, but at what cost Maggie leaves the group and tells them she'll be back soon. And we see her go to the church where they left Alden last season. Oh, my man Alden.
0: Rip. We get our first death in the first episode of this chunk. Dang.
1: And it. I, I'll tell you this. I did not think that we were not going to get Alden back. When they left him in that church, I thought, you know, it, it feels like they're setting him, him up to die. But I definitely thought we'd get to see Alden alive and well again.
0: It's a strange choice. All right, we're going to leave you here again trimming the fat not that olden was fat but he's never had much there in terms of character you know
1: but yeah character wise he's definitely been one of the more important characters at hilltop and for specifically maggie as she led hilltop
0: yes and i like that maggie was there at his end i -hmm. guess she didn't see it but yeah seeing him crawl towards her you know, she definitely sells it 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: She does. And, I don't know, just R.I.P. Alden. He was, a, he was a good character. He never really had a big spotlight, but I definitely enjoyed time with him in uh, the time we got.
0: Ever since he was a savior, a part of Negan's group, mm-hmm. way back in the day, it seems like a lifetime ago, pretty much was.
1: Yeah, so we see Maggie Barry Alden. And Negan approaches. You were always going to do what you did. I don't blame you really. But see when it comes to me. Promise or not. It's just a matter of time before you go and make the same call. So I ain't going to give you the chance. And there's a long pause here. As Negan clutches his pipe. And Maggie reaches for a knife. And he says. I'm going to be on my own way. And Negan leaves. Dude, where's he going, bro? Time jump. Who knows where he turns up.
0: Are they going to tell this story? Or is at the end of this chunk of episodes? That's where it's going to leave you off. I don't know.
1: We can talk about that at the end more. But Yeah, okay. Alright, alright, all right. Real You're interesting. Right. But this scene. What do you have yes. to say about this scene?
0: No, dude. Total build intention. tension. Are you kidding me? I didn't really see anything huge happening. Or either of them dying. Mm-hmm. Because... Those two, you could say, along with Daryl, are carrying the show. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think, like, I was like, how are they going to play this scene? An excellent build of tension. That's what this whole episode does so well. But, like, dude, I thought, if, any, if worse comes to worse, I thought ne- Negan was done for. I don't think they would kill off Maggie. No,
1: Maggie, Maggie was fine. I was just really intrigued to see where this scene would go. Cause you really don't know Negan's intentions when he walks up, and the way they shoot it, they did a similar shot last season with uh, when Negan had the crowbar, and he was standing by Maggie. Mm. Maggie saw him bash a walker's head in. They did a similar shot then, just Negan holding something that that's got to give Maggie the worst flashbacks. Oh, ever,
0: absolutely. Do you do you forgive him? What is your stance on that whole
1: on that whole deal? Is he redeemable? After all this time. Well I I believe anyone's redeemable. And. I'd really love to say. I think he's redeemed. But his his story's been so messy. And the things he's done. Even after you have the time jump. He's in. The prison. They held him captive for all those years. He gets out. And he goes. Infiltrates the whispers. Mm -hmm. But that's still a messy ride. He still aids in the destruction of hilltop he shoots some flaming arrows into hilltop and we do lose a whole community and a good amount of characters so i don't know where i stand with negan i just i know as a character i really dig having him on the show and i love jeffrey dean morgan yes but if i was another character on the show i would not be okay with negan walking around ever especially after season seven and eight. And yeah. Th- everything he did. Yep.
0: I don't know, man. I would be mad to see him gone, but I don't think it, I mean, I, I, I think it would be justified. If Maggie was to kill him, I don't know that I would be mad. I'd be sad to see him go. Cause it's Negan, mm-hmm. but Maggie totally. I, I just rewatched the season seven beginning and six finale. Dude, it's horrible. You want that guy to die with everything in you. Like, I remember when you first watched it. And now you're at a point where it's like...
1: It's just so impressive what they've done with this character that we're at a point where we're not gun-ho for murdering him. We have to think about it a little bit. And just just that alone is impressive character work. Mm. How they've been able to pull that off. A quote-unquote redemption, sort of. But I don't know if... We get Rick's return. i'd love to see these two interact again
0: i'd like to see Rick kill him, <laughs> not today
1: just for just come back just to murder him, not tomorrow, but someday i'm going to kill you. Next scene we cut to the group they've uh, settled down, taken a break for the night at a at a fire, and I highlight this scene because it's really great scene really highlight. really sets up what Gabe is going through and what Daryl is going to be going through at the end of this episode. So Gabe says, I heard what you said. We're doing it wrong. Daryl, I just think about choices. Do they even matter anymore? Depends on who's making the choice. Doubts important, but it doesn't make you wrong. Daryl, you tell me to have faith? Yeah, I suppose. What about you? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, what? Perfectly. Gabriel is
0: already learning his lesson. Yeah,
1: he's struggling, man. Dude is wrestling with his faith, and it's just so interesting to see.
0: And this begins the fallout of this episode. Maggie comes back. They inquire about Negan. Negan's gone. Who knows where? Mm -hmm. And then they find out about Alden. Yeah. Very sad, man. Uh you get like everyone is so like it's so desperate is this show gonna have a happy ending man Mm. i want it to happen but i think i think negan said it correctly you thought you all were gonna grow old together sitting on sunday dinner i don't think that i don't think they're getting their happy ending man it's so dire right now and especially especially with the commonwealth
1: coming in man offering all this great stuff yes it's too hopeful it's too hopeful. Yeah, and this scene is really it really sets up Daryl the Daryl reveal at the end of the episode. He says he thinks about choices and he doesn't think they matter anymore. So of course he'd want to be in a a place where choices do matter. Mm-hmm. All right, so Maggie's group returns to Alexandria, where Jerry and Carol see them atop of the fence. And right here I just have the word music. I don't know if you want to highlight the music here.
0: Absolutely. It to- like totally is the atmosphere of how you view each scene. Especially in The Walking Dead. Because it's uh, it happens later on in this episode. Where he spots another group of people coming. Mm-hmm. The music is not the same at all. And it dictates how you feel about it. Totally is epic in this scene. And I like how Everyone comes together after yes. honestly a whole eight episodes of them being apart. When they do this all the time in Walking Dead though, like everyone's together, they're having their own journey, and when they all meet up again, it is awesome.
1: And for some of these characters, they've been apart even longer than that. We get the the Daryl, Daryl and Connie. Connie. Yes. They reunite, yes, man. Dude.
0: He says, "No way." He says, "No way." And
1: he <laughs> drops a fresh bucket of apples. Dude, you see like middle school Daryl. Yes. He's nervous. He's like, oh, no way. No way. He walks over, gives her a big hug, then does sign language to her. That's so cool.
0: Yes. I've got so much to ask you.
1: It's really awesome what they've done with these two characters in the short amount of time they've shared a screen together. Just the chemistry the two actors have is just fantastic.
0: I totally want to see them. I, I ship
1: them all day. Yep. I was really concerned when they threw Leah in the mix what her role would be in in the whole Daryl storyline, but it's looking like... I think that's over. It's looking like they're feeding the, the Connie-Daryl story right now. And I'm all for it. i love to see it. <laughs> I just love... I just want Daryl to get a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And we do know that he survives the show based on the confirmed Carol and Daryl spinoff. Is it set in the future? I don't I think so. Probably. If not, that's right. going to be a really good psych out fake out for the fans although they could also end the show with a time jump of some kind and you could see old man daryl dying which Mm. could be a interesting ending
0: oh i'm so interested to see what happens man
1: all right but yeah everyone reunites you see daryl reunite with judith and rj you see maggie and herschel uh carol and daryl daryl and lydia gabriel and rosita aaron and gabriel connie and daryl and just, uh, yeah, just all these characters reuniting in a very family like scene.
0: everything is so great. you think the world was finally back to normal,
1: yes, and I was getting real concerned during this scene because lost lost does this too <laughs> is they have a great music, yep, musical cue every every character's happy, reuniting, but then no, there's an end of the episode reveal that just changes everything, and we'll jump right into that. Sherry sees an approaching group, it is the commonwealth, Eugene is with them. Eugene introduces them to Lance Hornsby, hello, I'm Lance, thank you for allowing us into your home. I must say I'm impressed with everything you've built here and what I've heard of your other communities. But it's clear you've fallen on hard times, and that is where the commonwealth is more than willing to help. If you remain, we can provide labor and materials to help you build back all that you've lost. However, if any of you are interested, I do have another potentially more interesting choice to offer. The scene cuts to Maggie and Elijah standing on top of a fence, which looks like they're back at Hilltop.
0: Yes. No, I'm pretty sure it is.
1: You have that, uh, that building behind them. I think they are back at Hilltop. Maggie went home. But then the screen reads, six months later, there's a Commonwealth battalion outside a commonwealth soldier approaches says open up maggie says it doesn't have to be this way the soldier takes off his mask it's daryl yeah yeah it does
0: did you think it was going to be anyone else
1: no it it just the way he was walking it was daryl
0: dude i like uh, back to when they introduced the commonwealth i like how gabriel's head goes He just tilts his head back. He's like, we can't even have one moment of peace. We just got back, and now there's this whole thing. And I think totally by design, you're supposed to think that Lance Hornsby is a bad guy.
1: He's got governor vibes. Because
0: of how nice. oh, Oh, yeah. Because of how nice he is, dude. He just screams, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. And no one should trust that. Mm -hmm. And I, Daryl says that in the trailer for the next episode, he's like, there's all, I forget what he says, but it's like, there's no, like, you don't just get this good stuff without giving up something yourself. So we're totally going to see a fallout of that. Maybe that's Daryl becomes a trooper. He has to become a trooper, but seeing a fallout of two major characters again, is this a wise decision? This is the finale we're talking about here. Or maybe Daryl is a part of that group undercover.
1: To infiltrate them. To yes, infiltrate. Right. I just can't see a, a world where they split up Maggie and Daryl in the final season and actually make them mad and have hatred towards each other. That's just not a world they want to live in.
0: Do you think it's a conflict? Because they set it up as... Those troopers invading and possibly going to battle with Hilltop and Maggie. But do you think that's what it is? Like, are they baiting us into, th- like, thinking it's that, but it's something else?
1: Uh, maybe it's just like, if we're going to be supplying food to uh, Hilltop, we want to have soldiers stationed here. Maybe it's something like that, or maybe they are It's a full-on war.
0: I find it so odd that they would tease us with that because it looks like we're still going to be in the main timeline so you
1: think that's just a a reveal kind of like a a lost reveal at the end of an episode yes you know you're going to build up to this moment but we're still gonna have these stories leading up to it
0: but i like that because we know where it's going no an end game exactly
1: or even like a mid game sort of
0: so it's like all right we're, we're building to this moment I don't think it's going to be the season, the series finale, but this is definitely going to end at the end of this eight episode. So what the heck happens in these next seven episodes, man? They get obviously familiar and something happens with the Commonwealth. And Maggie doesn't like it. So she goes back. How does Rick play into this? <laughs> That's. Dude, come on. He's, he's coming at, he's back. At
1: CRM. There, there has to be a link between the two. They're both big, organized groups. They have to come to a head at some point. They have to know each other exist. Yes. And I, uh, full disclosure, I have not watched World Beyond yet. It's on my list. I want to get through it just so I can be as knowledgeable as I can for the end of this series. But no, I've not gone through it yet. I don't think they would make it that big of a deal. That you'd have to watch that. I know, but we know Rick is with the CRM and the the series focuses heavy on the CRM. Mm -hmm. Do I want to learn all I can about them?
0: That's true. You're right. It's like Star Wars. Mm -hmm. I respect that. I will not be joining you in this endeavor. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) You don't need to. That's why I'll do it alone.
0: Dude. Pretty hype, man. This was a great episode of The Walking Dead.
1: Great, uh...
0: I don't see this score going down at all. Like I think people are really going to be happy with where this is going because we're not we're away from COVID episodes. Mm -hmm. We're away with restrictions. This can they can really do what they want to do now, and that's where you get all of these shots with everyone together. They really had to tell it alone because of COVID restrictions. But now we're in this we're in a time where we can really end this series the way that they want it to. I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of why they stretched it out, because now they can tell the story they want, and now they can end it the way they want. Let's just hope it's good. Let's hope they don't fumble the bag like Game of Thrones.
1: Let's hope it involves Rick coming
0: back. Listen, that's the big thing. That's what we want. That's what needs to happen. We need Rick Grimes at the end of this story to tell the full story. I mean, they wouldn't keep him alive and not bring him back.
1: I mean, we do know that he's potentially coming back in his movies. But I'd l- you just need his full circle in the show.
0: In the show that started it off, man. Mm-hmm. 100%. Do you think we're going to get a reveal, like any mention of him, in this section of eight episodes? No. I don't no, think so. Nothing. No. They, we're going to wait till the end.
1: If anything, we could get a Michonne tease in this stretch. I was gonna say, because in Showtime she has not been gone too long. She missed the end of the Whisperer War, and then I think what episode ten she left last season. Mm-hmm. So no, she hasn't been gone too long.
0: I she was looking for back. Rick,
1: and who knows? Maybe she went like a couple miles down the road, couldn't find anything to do with Rick. Comes back. Totally you could see happen. She see join that massive she, group, too. right? Maybe, maybe they're reinforced.
0: going to the CRM or maybe, maybe that is part of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. You think that's a possibility?
1: No, the Commonwealth was an established location. I don't think they're walking But
0: they bring in people, don't they?
1: I'd love to see Michelle at the Commonwealth. Yeah. She's trapped there somehow. Oh, that would be epic. Held prisoner or something. They throw him in a prison and boom. Yeah. I don't know.
0: That would be epic.
1: All I know is I'm excited. Indeed. I'm excited for next Sunday.
0: No other way. That is the Walking Dead recap, and uh, I believe that does it. I don't think there's anything else we have to discuss. We, we've we uh, discussed this pretty in-depth. We're excited for next uh, next Sunday, man. That's going to be pretty epic. So I'm
1: going to stay up on Saturday and watch it again. Yeah? Yeah, I did. There was a bunch of confusion at when the episode would drop. Yeah. So I was going to bed on uh, Saturday, and I saw that it was out. And I was tired as heck, but of course I had to stay up and watch it. Guys,
0: i came home right from church and watched it i was like boom sit my butt down there before the super bowl gotta get my walking dead fixed man very epic so i think that concludes it that does it for this episode of the walking dead recap um if you'd like to leave your comments below on youtube uh follow us on spotify and give us a review on apple Podcasts. it'd be greatly appreciated we're going to be covering this uh week by week basis and we're greatly looking, uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Watson. Signing off. We hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic day.